Welcome to It's Women Who Wine. Solving the world's problems, one, one glass, glass at a time. time. I'm Charmaine. And I'm Heidi. Welcome, welcome to our show. Welcome, everybody, and welcome 2023. It's the New Year's show. Yay, Happy New Year. <laughs> we made it through another year. Yes. Wow. Pretty crazy year, too. Very crazy year. I think many of us are happy to say bye-bye. I am. I am. Definitely, for sure. Looking forward to new things. Speaking of, uh, what kind of resolutions did you make? Well, Charmaine, you know, I'm not really a resolution maker. I just try to start each day as a new day. And like I said, at the end of the year, I burn all the bad things that right, I right. throw out and, you know, just welcome whatever the universe is going to send to me yeah. this year. I'm not a, I don't make resolutions on New Year's. I sort of kind of take stock of things and how I'm doing on my birthday because that's my sort of new year on my birthday, which is in March. That's right. And mine too. You're after me, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm a week after you. That's right. We were in Ireland for our birthdays one year, but that's a whole nother show. <laughs> we'll have to tell that story. We were in Ireland. Yes. Oh my God. Well, um, I have a fun fact, and then I want to talk about how New Year's resolutions got started. Okay, go okay. ahead. So fun fact. I love my fun facts. The first ball to drop, New Year's Eve ball to drop in Times Square was in 1907. And was Times Square the original place of the ball drop? Yes. Well, not the original ball. The first one was in England oh, somewhere. Okay. Um, but in the U.S., in Times Square, 1907 was the very first time, and there were thousands of people there, which, if you think about it, I mean, that's equivalent to nowadays. So we've been doing the ball drop for over 100 years, almost 120 years. Yeah, that's almost right. Almost 120 years. I don't do math, so I was just looking at her like, <laughs> figure it out, girl. Now, I have to ask you, have you ever seen the ball drop in New York? Not in person. Have I did you? once. I lived, oh. I did. I lived in New York for four years, and... One year, the roommates were like, we have to do this. We live here. It would be horrible if we didn't. It was so cold. I was miserable. But it was the energy with all the people and actually mm -hmm. being there. You know, every year, you know, as a kid, you'd watch it on TV. Right, right. If your parents let you stay up that late. Right. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was really cool to, to do that. So I'm glad that I did. Good. I've just watched it on TV. Yeah. And now I don't even bother. Last couple of years, I think we went to bed right before midnight. <laughs> Don't admit that, Charmaine. Oh, <laughs> just exhaustion from work and stuff. So, but I think this year we probably will be staying up just to welcome in the new year. Okay, I like it's a good thing. Do it. Um, new Year's resolutions. Did you know that people have been making New Year's resolutions for four thousand years? 4,000 years. For over 4,000 years, yes. Uh, the Babylonians are the first known uh, people. I mean, maybe they've been doing it longer, but those are the first uh, records. Is the Babylonians would make promises to the gods. Uh, so they would ask, you know, I will do this if you give me a better year. Mm. So there you go, sort of New Year's resolution. I will do this in order to get a better year, right? And then the Romans also did this. So, but theirs was a little different, just a little. They would do, make sacrifices uh, and promising good deeds 
to the god Janus. Sound familiar? January. Janus. Yes. So they would um, offer sacrifices and promise to do good deeds if the god Janus would grant them a prosperous new year. So lots of fun things happening in the new year. And we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to talk about origin stories anymore. That was just my little fun fact that I like to do. And I love that you do that, Charmaine, because it's (laughs) interesting because most of us don't think about things like that. So I always enjoy it. So keep doing it. All right. Thank you. But Heidi came up with this fabulous idea. She's going to do New Year's predictions. And I'm going to let you take it from there, Heidi. Many of you might see on different TV shows or the news and internet all of the trends that people think that are going to happen in the new year. And it can be from electronics to cars to what the new TikTok (laughs) craze is going to be. Or the new social media craze or whatever. Right. The fashions. I mean, it's everything. Right. However, we thought let's do it on food. Food and wine. And wine, of course. Of course. Perfect. Right? I mean, if we did it on something else, it wouldn't make sense for the show. Right. Like electronics and wine. They don't mix well together. No. It's all about food and wine. (laughs) So a a wine. So this is not what I found in the research, but this is my prediction. Okay. It is Kendall Jackson has a low calorie Chardonnay. Right. And a friend of mine had it and said it was fantastic and had a bottle open and I said, let me try it. And it was awesome. I would not know that it was, you know, low calorie, less sugar, whatever they're claiming. I'm going to buy a bottle for us and we're going to try it. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, I tried it and I liked it. I don't think, you know what, let's do a taste test with the women who wine girls. (gasps) We should of the regular Kendall Jackson Chardonnay and the low calorie and see, we'll do like a brown bag. Yep. So that nobody can tell, so they can see like A and B. Yeah. Okay. I oh, know. yes. Oh, good. Yeah. So we're going to do that. But so that's my prediction. And maybe other brands are doing low calorie. You know, like we're saying skinny girl margaritas. You know, there's light. I mean, we've had light beer for a long time, but I think, you know, less sugar. Sugar is everywhere. Less and sugar, less calories. Yeah. yeah better, mm-hmm. better for you because we're not giving up our wine. <laughs> nope. Um, and so. And you, but you wanted to talk about not just like wine trends, but you wanted to talk about like, Food trends, grocery store trends, right? That you think we're going to be seeing this coming year? I do. So I did I did do some research just to kind of see what they're saying, what they're saying. <laughs> they, who's they? Wait, who's, hold on. We got to, um, before we go into that, sorry, I'm going to pop this bottle. So in honor of New Year's Eve, we are trying two sparklies, two bubblies. Um, the first one is called La, is this okay that I do this? Absolutely. Well, yes, okay. we should do this okay. before um, the food. La Burgundy. Uh, we got it at our favorite TJ store. Uh, it is $10.99. It is grown. So I had the good luck to talk with one of the wine buyers while I was there, asking her what we should get and letting her know about women who wine. She let me know that champagne cannot be called champagne Unless it comes from the Champagne region of France. Correct. Otherwise, it's Prosecco or sparkling wine, but it can't be called Champagne. Well, the Burgundy region of France is right next to the Champagne region. Also, amazing wines. This bottle 
1099 Trader Joe's. The vineyard is right smack up against the Champagne region, where the Champagne region and the Burgundy region meet. So they're kissing. They're the kissing. The land is kissing, but it's not on the Champagne land. So Logistically, yes. So okay. therefore, it can't be called Champagne. But this is kissing the Champagne region soil, and it's made from Champagne grapes. So technically, hypothetically, it's the same air, it's the same soil, it's the same heat and moisture that the Champagne region gets. So, you know, it's, it's the same thing. So I'm going to pop this bottle. Hold on just a second. Let me get that. Okay, we're going to pop a bottle. Pop a bottle. And drink it up. By the way, I don't know if you guys know the way to open a champagne sparkling wine Prosecco bottle is to get a rag and then slowly twist while applying a little bit of pressure down to the cork. You want to slowly twist the bottle so that you get just a nice subtle little pop. You don't want to yank the cork out so that it so that it um, sprays the champagne or sparkling wine everywhere. We don't want to do that. Okay, so let's see. Pour a okay. little bit. You got a little bit of that? Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. Hold on. God, it's very fizzy. I love the sound of the bubbles. You know, this always takes me back to the first time I ever opened a bottle of champagne and was so nervous, like, is the cork going to get my eye? <laughs> <laughs> but I've never used a rag, so now I know how to do it the right way. Yes. Oh, my God. The first time my brother opened a bottle of champagne, uh, he did knock himself in the eye. Luckily, he hit the bone right above his eyeball. Otherwise, he would have been blind. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Yeah. It was on his 21st birthday. All right, so, I'm tasting. I'm tasting Okay, tasting, now. tasting. What do we think? I like this. Wow. This is going to sound really strange. Maybe it just, um, there's a lot of different levels here. I'm going to honestly say I never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I thought maybe this was going to be a little bitey. Like sometimes champagne, I'm like, like. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. It's just too dry for you. I guess that's what it is. Dry, yeah. bitey. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Really, really nice. She said uh, that this was her favorite of all the sparklings that they carry. Mm -hmm. I'll go so, with that. This is good. I like this. It's it's a little sweet, but not cloying sweet. It's more like, yeah, like I said, like well-rounded. It's just very, it's very full for a champagne, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't, to me, I don't taste sweetness at all. I, it's I like it. So we will post that so you guys can see what it is that we're drinking. All right. And we have a second one. Um, this is Trader Joe's Platinum Reserve. It's a brute from Sonoma County. It's a sparkling wine. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. This is a little tidbit of information. But when you go to Trader Joe's, um, you, if you look at their wines, you'll see like platinum, silver, diamond. Those are wines that they get from real wineries. So they pay cash and they slap their label on it. This next bottle that we're going to do, the Trader Joe's Platinum Reserve Brute Sonoma County Sparkling Wine. This is going to be probably a sparkling wine that you can buy off the shelf at a regular grocery store. Okay. Okay. This one is 
and our wine guru, who also happens to be named Heidi, by the way, she recommended this as well. So she recommended both of these. <laughs> I love that we both went there. So we are going to post the pictures of both of these bottles so you can enjoy them along with us. But that's interesting about the label. And I'm actually going to go to Trader Joe's tomorrow to see and look what they have with these different diamonds on them. Uh, we well, always learn something it's, new. It just says, it's just like this one says platinum reserve. There's another one that's like diamond. I think there's another one that's silver. Hey, Ricky, did you want to try some of this? You got to get some for Ricky. Our sound engineer, Ricky, whoop, with who, without whom we wouldn't sound this fabulous. Right? Charmaine just loves the bubbles, to hear the bubbles. I do. <sighs> do you need a little more because yours fizzed up kind of? Uh, actually, because it just, uh, I'm going to taste it and then I'll let you fill okay. up. Okay. What do you think? Completely different taste. Ooh. Oh, okay, let me, me try. I haven't tried it yet. Completely different taste. I haven't taste. tried it yet. Oh, yeah. I like them both. I like them but both. But this one's not bitey either. No. Nope. Wow. I don't, this is, this is almost, I'm, I'm afraid to say apple-y because it doesn't taste like apple, but it, it almost has like just Cider. Something. Yeah. I mean, a little cider. The, now, the tiniest hint. So this is interesting. So the first one that was kissing the champagne region, yes, the first bottle, had more of the bubbles, champagne bubbly when I was drinking it from the glass than this one for me. Uh-huh. Both very good. I would recommend both. So the back of this one, the Trader Joe's one, says it's a blend of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and a dash of Pinot Meunier from Sonoma County. And I bet you that's what we're tasting is the... Am I saying that right? Pinot Meunier? I think so. Okay, one more right. sip, and then we're going to continue And then we're going to dive another, in. Another salute. Cheers. Yeah. Loving both of these. Loving both of these. Okay. Well, okay. then I think some of these foods we're talking with could go with these champagnes or some wines. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so what are the five grocery store trends you think that we will start seeing this year in 2023 dates dates oh, i would like a date actually no i wouldn't but <laughs> <laughs> so dates have been around for a really 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 long time but people you know a lot of uh people who eat vegan use dates as sweeteners people mm -hmm. who are very conscious about not using any type of like um sugar mm. you know manufactured sugar dates are a wonderful substitute for that oh. but and i have actually used dates to substitute in cookies and um cake once and it it, it tastes amazing i did not i was not missing the sugar so what do they do they like dry it and then granulate it no, or you cut it up you cut them up oh just like you would like raisins or it, yep anything okay yeah Cut them up and, and put it in so you could substitute dates if you're baking or doing something. And I think we're going to be seeing these as snack, too, because they're satisfying and they're convenient and they're healthy for you. Yeah. So if you're looking for a sweetie, instead of grabbing for an unhealthy candy uh -huh. or sweet, grab some dates. They are very super sweet. I can only handle just a small amount of Which is dates good. because they're so sweet for me. Nature sweet. 
Yep. Nature's sugar. All right. Um, Number two, science lab food. (laughs) Well, we are living in the future. What was it? Uh, Somebody told me that George Jetson was born this year. Uh, Last year. George (laughs) Jetson was born in 2022. So we are living in the future. Oh, my gosh. Right. (laughs) Life imitates art. Art. Comics. (laughs) Comics. <laughs> so science lab food, you know, the impossible burgers, veggie burgers, boca right. burgers. These have been a well, plant-based are, are newer, but the you know, boca burgers and veggie burgers that you can find in the frozen section right. have been around. But right. where they're looking to also do alternative seafood because a lot of people have seafood allergies. Right. They can't eat crab or shrimp or lobster. Or fish, even. Or yeah. fish. So, you know, they're gonna come out with fish sticks. That are made from rice flakes, vegan shrimp made from konjac root, a lot of different alternatives. They're expanding this market, which I think is great. Um, this is also going to help so we're not overfishing and, oh, yeah. you know, overkilling animals. So our favorite retailer actually has non-seafood fish nuggets. Fish nuggets. I haven't tried them yet. I've been nervous to try them. I do like me a good old-fashioned fish nugget. (laughs) Charmaine, you're so funny. (laughs) But um, I haven't tried them yet, but maybe we should try them. Okay, we're going to try the low-calorie wine. Not with with the the fish nuggets. (laughs) Yes, we are. I say yes. But it's interesting, you know, what science can do and healthier lifestyle, different options for those who truly are vegan who are wanting to be vegetarian. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. So right. I'll, I'll be curious. Okay, so science lab food. All right, number three, you ready? Uh, I'm ready. Hit me with it. Hot sauce, everything. Yeah, okay. I can see that. There's, it's, there's been a trend upward in that this past year. I yeah. mean, a lot of hot sauces Last year. have been on the market. However, people are really looking for more because um, there are so many different kinds and so many different levels. So you're going to start seeing infused cheeses and cookies, you know, with a variety, a variety of heat levels. You know, mm-hmm. don't think spicy means off the chart hot. Right, right. <laughs> or your eyes are going to pop out of your head. You know, there's different levels of spice. I know that, you know, uh, spicy food is good for you. Yes. It. I crave it. It's weird. I was saying to Charmaine earlier, if I don't <laughs> have jalapenos or pepperoncinis or red pepper flakes or something at one point of the day in in a food or just eating it plain i miss it like my body craves something in that yeah well um so my sister-in-law is thai from thailand and i say that because some people go oh taiwan taiwanese no thailand and taiwan are two different things so she's thai and she eats red chili sauce with just about everything so it does have an endorphins effect. So it does stimulate your endorphins. So if you're feeling down, you eat the chilies, it can help improve your mood. Yes. And maybe that's why I, <laughs> maybe that's why I crave it. Cause when I'm working really crazy hard hours, I need that. It's yeah. a stress reliever and an upper it's a, and also, a natural. Yeah. Right. And also I do remember, I just, this is like, it's kind of going to segue into the next one, but there was one of our favorite Indian food restaurants. Uh-huh. And I was in there, and this is before COVID, I'm going to say 10 years ago. 
Oh, and nice. I just was feeling kind of off, and but I was craving Indian food. And the waiter, he's so sweet. He's still there. He's an awesome guy. He said, oh, I'm going to make you our special chili paste. It will knock the cold right out of you. Like, it will cure you. Put it on mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And I am not kidding. I felt better. Yeah. It's like I'm a believer in gargling in salt water. And if you can get in the ocean or a saltwater pool, I promise you, it, it does. It helps. Well, so back to what you were saying about the Indian food. I'm not a fan myself of Indian food, but I have been going for spicy when I start feeling like I'm getting a cold Mm -hmm. for decades. But back in the day, I used to eat um, hot and sour soup, Chinese hot and sour Mm -hmm. soup. Uh, But then that wasn't spicy enough. So then I switched to Thai food to really get that kick. And it does. I feel like it knocks whatever's whatever ails you it true knocks it out it's, whether it's it's like the gunk in your body or the gunk in your mind it just kind of burns all the bad out i agree i agree so that's going to take us to number 4 which is more worldly flavors oh so you know normally in the grocery store aisle it's been primarily a lot of in american markets i'm saying like Asian food and Hispanic food. But there are so many other cultures, as we know, out there. And you're going to see more an influx of like Caribbean, South American, West African influences. And we have just so many people now living everywhere in the world, which is so lovely, Mm -hmm. sharing Mm -hmm. their cuisine. Yeah. And turning us on to all of these flavors that maybe we would never have cooked with or have experienced before. So, and, you know, people also, too, just showing off and living and loving their heritage and their culture. Yeah, I think I think that's important to, well, here at It's Women Who Wine, that's I-T-Z, Women Who Wine. <laughs> On all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are all about trying new things. And so I encourage you to try something new. You don't have to go out for a full meal if you're feeling a little hesitant about it. But maybe try one new dish that you haven't tried before. You know, go to a restaurant that you wouldn't go to before. Get the chicken that you might normally eat or whatever. But try it with a different seasoning. And or when you're out with friends, if they get something that you wouldn't normally order, ask for a bite. Try something new this year. Absolutely. I love that, Charmaine. Thank you. And then number five Oh my gosh, we're to number five already. We're to number five. Okay. Is low caffeine beverages. Oh, low caffeine, yes. Not decaf. Right. Not half calf, but low caffeine beverages. And if you think about it. Well, wait, what's the difference between low caffeine and half calf? Because half calf is half caffeine and decaf coffee, where low caffeine is just lower caffeine. Oh, so the bean or whatever is a lower caffeinated bean? I believe when I was reading and looking at that, that that is what it means. Because, you know, not everybody can handle caffeine. I'm one. I cannot. I I used to not handle it. And for some reason now, because my doctor said plain black coffee is really good for you. And I'm drinking only one cup a day, Uh a small cup. I'm not drinking a big one. But as I think we get older and, you know, you're going through different phases in your life or health or this or that, sometimes the caffeine doesn't agree with you. So if you're getting a lower caffeine, you're still getting the flavor, you're getting 
kind of a little kick, but not as big as the kick. So it'll be interesting to see how many. So again, not decaf, but low caffeine. Right. So my thing with caffeine is that, um, so when COVID started and we went into lockdown, um, I hanging out at home, I started like, I thought I was having a heart attack. This literally was like four days after California, mm. Los Angeles got the lockdown. So my husband took me to um, urgent care and she said, you have to stop drinking caffeine. It's causing you to have panic attacks. No green tea, mm. no black tea, no caffeine. No caffeine. So maybe something, because black tea and green tea can have very high levels of caffeine in them, actually. Yes, they do. So maybe a low-caffeinated product could work for me. I think so. So I'm excited for, and I know there are more trends, but in keeping with not talking for two hours, which we, <laughs> which we could easily do. We could. Uh, that's, what, that's what we're talking about. So speaking of talking for two hours... Heidi and I were talking um, in the car on the way to the studio, and we have decided to share a little bit more of our quirkiness with you. So we'll pick a subject, and we're just going to talk about it and be our sort of weird selves, even more so than what you're experiencing already. Um, not every show, but um, you know, every few shows you're going to get... Uh, just total free form. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Who knows what's going to happen? Ah. So um, just uh, speaking about the new and also speaking about new. Are we ready to do the quote? We are ready. Oh, can I do the one? You can. Okay. You'll never get bored when you try something new. New year, new food, new formats, new things, new ideas. You'll never get bored when you try something new. There's really no limit to what you can do. Dr. Seuss. One Thank of you, my Charmaine. favorite authors. I know, I know, I know. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, do we want to do the other quote? It's something new. We're going to do two quotes today. Let's do two. Okay. Oh. I'm going to close out the show with, we spend January 1st walking through our lives. Room by room, drawing up a list of work to be done, cracks to be patched. But maybe this year, to balance this list, we should walk through the rooms of our lives, not looking for the flaws, but for the potential. Oh, and I like that. This is by Ellen Goodman. Yay! Yay! All right, that's it, everybody. Well, Happy New Year. I hope it's going to be a wonderful year, and we look forward to continuing our journey with you this year. Cheers! Cheers! Thank you! The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not necessarily represent those of our employers, guests, or products to which we refer. Cheers.